Hello and welcome to the Joe Hendry Show. This is Joe Hendry and I am joined by Dave Conrad. What's happening? We're doing a podcast. That's what's happening. But before we get started, you know the drill. I'm going to give a shout out to the Patreons. The Patreons. The Patreons. John the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he is awesome. Join the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Coming again to save the Patreon, yeah. James Malley, Ian Down. Ian Kelly's Ca- Ian Joe's mom now. <laughs> Kirsty Bailey, Chris McCulloch. Gordon Brown, Ben Wackett, Adam Wilson, Mark Leslie, Jack Godfrey, Ant191, Laura Baird, Brian Smith, Daniel Bencourt, Jamie Flood, James Porner, too, Kieran Prophet, Holmes, Barbara Good, Will Led with David McCarthy. <laughs> Fiona Edge, Ross Wilson, Jordan Schofield, Bad Rika Rothers, James Weiss. There you go. How Fiona good was that Edge when it got on? Name. I know. When it that. got onto the. Fiona Edge! Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like perfect when it was on Kieran. What really got James Bond? Kieran. I can't remember where it was, but it fit perfectly. Nice. Oh yeah, it was James Porter, Kieran, Prophet Holmes. There you go. <laughs> Barbara Good will lead with. Anyway, that's what happens, folks. That's what if happens you join the Patreon and you're a tier three or above, you get a shout out, son. We will shout you out in different music genres. We, we will do. We will do. Next time it'll be. It'll be gangster rap. Gangster rap. It will be. Yeah. It we're not doing be. it now, though. No, we're not doing we're it now. We're not going to give that away. We're not going to give that away. So if you want your now, name shouted... I'm going to preempt, Dave. You like to get a little loud, get a little animated. I think we're going to have to just watch the volume a touch, because it's late night. Not much, All just right. a touch. We're watching the volume. Because the neighbours were hollering the other night. Oh, so they're hollering. They deserve a bit of that. But anyway, um, folks, as you know, we got a training school on the go. We're at full capacity right now. Damn However, right. had a business meeting today. We're well, putting more we plans. Ever. We're putting more plans in place for... Another intake, so keep an eye out for that. We're growing. We're growing. It's likely likely going to be the new year. Oh, damn right. Um, but who knows? Could be sooner. Who new knows? New Year's resolutions, people. Absolutely. But um, <clears throat> So we got that, and we got... Um, but who knows? It might not be then. It might be sooner than then. Who knows? I mean, you never know, guys. But keep we're going to be looking at intermediate classes and whatnot. All that good stuff. Keep it locked on to edinburghwrestling.com. Look at edinburghwrestling.com. You keep your eyes peeling on there, and you'll be the first to know what's happening. Exactly. So, um, all right, let's crack on. Let's, let's crack let's on. Let's do it. Dude, I'm trying to think. You know what? I need to start writing down more stuff that happens, man. Because like, there was stuff that was happening on the flight, and I was like, oh, man, this would be so funny for the podcast, but I can't even remember what it was. I will tell you one thing that's not even included, but like, I just... Honestly, see, after the tapings, I eat healthy as hell. You know, like, last week, I didn't even have a cheat meal. Yeah, I remember you Didn't even me, have a cheat meal, was You said you'd had, like, salad two days in a row, and you were like, holy shit. Yeah, I had salad two <laughs> days in a row, and I was, like, just jacked. But anyway, so, on the, I'm not joking. See, on the way back, right? So, after the tapings are done, it's just like, <laughs> like, everything's, well. everything goes out the windy, right? So, there's this, the buffet. The buffet was the buffet. just was incredible, right? So dude, I'm talking. So I went down for the breakfast buffet, right? And I go down there, and it's like I don't know how much it is. It's like a ten dollars or something like that. But it's, which is expensive, but it was worth it. This thing was stacked, dude. I'm talking. They had like tacos, hamburgers, burritos, steaks. 
Well, you'll be they had getting steaks your and worth. breakfast, dude. Dude, they had like cereals, fruit, salad. Like they had pizza. They got it was good pizza in the little dispenser thing. I don't know, man. You know all that stuff on. I wasn't looking at the cereal. Come You're on, just man. like. Psh. But the anyway, ten pound for you. So for other people, ten pound would be like, oh, that's a wee bit. But for you, dude, I know I, you're going to get I your food's worth. Three stacked plates. Jesus three Christ. The day after, right? And um, <clears throat> so I was sitting there, and um, I was in the queue. And there's this older gentleman, right? He's probably about sixty-five years old, and he says to me, "He's like, um, are you, are you, are you getting the breakfast?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he's like, "I've actually got a two-for-one voucher. Would you mind if I can just tag along and get a breakfast?" And I thought, you know what? The old me. This is how I've changed as a person. <laughs> the old me would have been like, "I'm jumping for your bloody breakfast, then, right?" But the new me was like, "You know what, man? He's a he's a, a senior citizen, like." Paid his dues, likely. You know, it's like if he's coming to me and he's saying two for one breakfast, chances are probably needs the two for one breakfast. And I'm like, I accept the fact. Like, I'm I'm starting to think, you know what? Yes, I will get your breakfast. No Interesting. problem. So I go attitude. forward, pay for the breakfast. He gets in for free, no problem. But the problem is now we got to sit together. No problem, but there's a problem. <laughs> yeah, now we got to sit together. Oh shit! Wait, let me move this off. Oh, it's bad that like that's the problem. But you're right, is because. So, is he... <sighs> but do you know what? Do you know what, man? I actually had a great conversation. Oh, I actually had a great conversation. That's how I've matured. Look how mature you look right now. You got your leg crossed over. Exactly, you got your hands man. clasped. You're looking very mature. Exactly, you're sounding man. mature. Had had a had a great conversation. Eating salads now, Jesus Christ. Well, but here's the thing, though, dude. I was having like chili and taco meat and all this, and just like chili, dude, just all boiling hot. Texas style chili. <laughs> all, all in the one plate alongside pizza and sausages and eggs and bacon and just oh. just filth all in the one plate, right? And then after I'm having like all these cookies and I'm just, honestly, I'm not joking. There I must have put away like 3,000 calories, right? <laughs> just so, breakfast. So, yeah. So um, we, I left and I was like, oh, so, you know, and I thought I'd done my good deed for the day and all that. But mm-hmm. it was almost like reverse karma. Because I'd done my good deed then. It was like I had to, evil had to come out of me. Oh. And dude, when I was on the plane, because I, dude, think about all the food I'd been eating. I'd just been absolutely going to town, right? When I was on the plane, I could not stop farting. And I'm not talking about like, I'm not talking about like the occasional, I'm talking like, like dude, I'm talking lethal. Do you get do you get it bad because you, you your sense of smell isn't great, so you're kind of, you're not sure if it's like rife or. And what. I mean, honestly, I was using it as a weapon at points. Like when people are pissing me off, like you're just like, what? yeah, honestly, like, <laughs> yeah. There's certain points where it's like, you know what? I'm not going to deliberately fart in this guy's face, but look, if it's going to have look, if, if I just gonna, bend down yeah. and tie my shoe while my arse is in his face, if one slips out, this yeah. what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm saying. Look. It's going to have to come out. There's no escaping that. There's only so what? many times I can get to the toilet, right? Now, if someone's been particularly... Where are you sitting? Unplanned. Are you seated? Are you aisle seat or are you window seat? See, dude, I'm in the middle, man. Ooh, it was the worst, Awkward. Right? But the thing is, like I said, there's a guy giving, you know, giving the air hostesses a little bit of jip, giving the other passengers a little bit of jip. Give me a wee Yeah, I had to. <laughs> you know, it's going to have to come out at some point. So why not there? There's. An, I'll give you another example. The queue getting on the plane, right? Oh, These people standing too close to me. No spatial awareness, man. Just standing too close to me. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Mate, do right. you care what happened? But here's do the you thing. care what happened you got when g- you stand too close? You got a wee right yeah. in the face. You've got to gauge how quick the queue's moving, though. 
because like, someone got, else yeah, might get it. It's got to be moving quick enough that they wonder who it is. Whereas if I'm just like, and then like the queue comes to an absolute standstill. It's like they've just embraced it. They've just taken it. They've just inhaled it. <laughs> yeah, they are one with my fart right now. And dude, it just wouldn't stop the entire way home. Everything's heightened on a plane, though. It is. Emotions are heightened. Like, things are just, in general, heightened. Oh, oh, dude, like, territory becomes a premium on these planes, especially on the six-hour ones. And do you know what? I think that some airlines just mess with you. Like, do you know what? Do you know what? These these armrests, they're an absolute rib. I was going to ask. They're an absolute rib. If you're in the center, do you have, which armrest is yours? Like, I'm just turning to both of them. To both of them, mate. And I'm just saying, look, look at the size of me, mate. They've stuck me in the middle. What do you want me to do? I'm stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> do you want me to just de-evolve? Jokers well, mate. to the left of me. Clouds to the right. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> 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 I was like, listen, listen. If I'm not... Now, here's the deal. I can take... The, do you know what's polite? You can touch the armrest. Yeah. But don't bleed over into my side. Yeah. Because if you start just rolling over it at my side, then I start defending my territory. Mate, my arse is going to be at your face any minute. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm going to need to get up for the toilet. And, oops. And I'll oh, be gone go before you can blame it on me. <laughs> I'll be gone. <laughs> I'll be gone. So so basically, there's this guy, a wee bit bold. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so so, and I ask him, now wait for this. Oh, wait for this, man. My plug is like situated... To the left, to my left foot. Okay. Right? I turn to him, the good grace, and I say to him, oh, do you mind if I use that plug? Now, I don't need to ask. Let me yours. just make that clear. It's mine, right? Are you just being courteous? I'm being courteous. Because that's going to end, because we were in, to be fair, at the extra legroom bit at the back. I don't know how I got that, hmm? but I did. Got hmm. the extra legroom bit at the back, right? So... I'm there. Actually, I might have been able to select that now I think about that. I chose the, the seats on one of my flights and there were only middle seats left, but I chose, I think I chose that actually. Mm. And it didn't cost me any extra. So there you go. Well, but damn. sitting there, so I've plugged, I'm, I'm going, all right, cool. I'm saying, I don't have, you know, my battery hasn't run down yet, but you know, just thanks. Just in case. Cheers. Yeah, just in case. I have a little nap time. Oh no. <laughs> you know what's coming. I wake up. <sighs> Mate, who's in the plug? God. Dude, I'm telling you. What's he got plugged in? Dude, you know what I nearly did? I nearly got him in a headlock, walked over to the emergency door, <laughs> and threw his ass out, right? Farted out his plane. face and launched yeah. him out. <laughs> Farted his face. <laughs> let, let it simmer, then launch him out. Right? You'll embrace this. <laughs> embrace it. Embrace it. Yeah. Now that now I just I have to stress that as a joke. You know, people can get sensitive about, about things like that, right? That's what disclaimer, nothing actually yeah, happened. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but that's what that's where the rage got me to. Maybe a little bog wash. Actually, I'll tell you what, can you imagine being bog washed in a plane? Like because those things are like industrial strength. Dude, you put anything down there and it just it's gone up here. It's such a like one of those. Imagine you like guys got you put the guy's hair. face down, it's like his eyeballs have come out of his head. It's like whoops. He goes no eyebrows left. It's like, yeah. Fuck. So <laughs> So what do you do? Yeah, I gave him the look, man. Oh shit. I gave him the look. What was the look? What was, it was the look? It like, there you go. Oh, so you so you glanced at the plug. You glance at you it go, to let him know. You go, 
I see. I know what you did. Yeah, Fucker. I know what you did. You fucking know what you did. I yeah. know what you did. Every cunt on this plane knows I, what you did. I I've might be the one stinking this thing up. I know. But you're just stinking up the situation right now. <laughs> I've caught you red-handed. I've seen the text messages, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Did he say anything? No, no, no. But that was a fairly minor one. I've had other situations where... I've told you about the other one where that woman like insisted that I wear that blanket, eh? Oh god, yeah. yeah. That was crazy, man. That was a bit that's that's less like bad and more really odd and weird. Oh, do you know what really grinds my gears though? Go for it. Do you know I think when you're on these planes for like, you know, eight, nine hours, oh. just something happens to you. Oh yeah. You're like you're contained in a little yeah. tiny space in the sky. And do you know what? See if it's the aisle seat. No problem. See, I'll be an aisle seat guy. I don't want to Dude, I'm an aisle seat guy. An aisle seat guy. I want to get up and go for honestly, a picture whenever I want. Honestly though. Every time you're just like honestly, you're you're sitting in your seat. You here's the thing about the aisle seat though. See if you're like a slightly larger than average gentleman or gentle lady, you will be getting Stan Hansened by the air hostesses and hosts. That's yeah, just gonna happen. It's like on trains, you're like halfway out the aisle. Yes. Oh god, dude, and you just get taken out of the game. <laughs> You just get taken. Sorry, out. guys, I can't even wrestle. Oh, the wait for this, right? Now for the right. air hostess. So I'm on. I'm on the plane, right? And um, I'm thirsty as hell. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I, I'm a big guy. I'm used to drinking a lot of water. I need water, right? So I get like one wee little cup of water. So I go to the back, right? And I'm like, and the all the the. I know it's not air hosts and hostesses. What's the actual? Uh, it's a cabin crew. We'll just say cabin, cabin crew. Cabin right? crew. I think, so yeah. cabin crew. I'm there and I'm going, oh, could I, could I have a, a drink of water, please? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's just self-service. Take it out of the now, toilet, you fanny. <laughs> and then as soon as you do it, she's like... <laughs> she's like... <laughs> and then you're like, your bottom looks just like... <laughs> <laughs> right. So she says it's self-service. Oh, now, I don't mind that personally. That's fine. But, but I'll tell you what, see if you give me the go-ahead for self-service. You're going to be up there all the time. That's, that's the last I want to hear about it. You've opened Pandora's box. That's the floodgates open. So here's what I do, right? Oh, fuck. I've got a cup. Fill it, mate. Drink. Down the entire thing, mate. Fill it again. Still got Steve Hansen. Still got Steve Austin. Still got Steve Hansen. (laughs) Steve Hansen. So down that, I go to do another one. She intercepts the bottle. What? Takes it away and then hands me a small bottle. And gives me a look as in like, you, I can't believe you did that. You mother I can't believe you, you did that. Yeah. You cheeky, conniving, thieving bastard. Are you serious? I'm she literally you. just said self service. She made it. Yeah, she said self service. Nobody and says I'm anything. Like, oh, you want to play that game? You want to play that game? Just give you the look. Because I will hydrate myself. I will hydrate myself on your dollar, not on mine. Head. I will hydrate myself so much I'll be pushing out of this plane. And H2, I'll be H3O head. I'll be I'll be hydrogen cubed. And I the <laughs> Wait, what the hell is H3O? Let's see what that I'm is. I'm pretty sure that's is that actual is that a compound? What's H3O? I'm pretty sure that's like I'm that can't be a thing, right? Let's, let's check it out. Oh my god, I'm scared. What's check it out? Be? Oh H3O What the fuck? <laughs> It could be multiple uh, so things. Uh, it could be multiple things by the look of this. Is it like a... <laughs> Urban Dictionary. I don't know if I want to... What? I don't know. I, but 
you got to be careful with Urban Dictionary. Yeah. I, I don't you, know whether to... Uh, you get some dodgy things yeah. on the old Urban Dictionary. You do. But yeah. yeah, that was... I mean, to be honest, though, that was... The only thing is I wish I'd written more down. Because funny stuff did happen. I write stuff down. I get to the point where I write stuff down now. So, like, I've got, like... Like, I've forgotten all the funny stuff. Ah, see, I, see, I realised I was doing that. So I go, like, and I actually got, like, a thing here with, like, notes, right? And it's actually, there's one here that I just remembered, right? And it was funny. And I was also, uh, like, a couple of weeks ago, I was going up to... Uh, I'm trying to remember where I was. Oh, I think I was going to physio, actually. I was going to physiotherapy. Uh, and I'm walking up. I'm walking up the road. So I'm usually driving most places now. So this was a rare one to be because it's in within walking distance. So I'll walk. So I'm walking up the road, right? Right. And as I'm going up the road, like this guy comes out of like a side street with like this little small child he's with. Obviously, like it's, I think it's his son or I hope it's his son for God's sakes. <laughs> but he's got this little small child. You know, they're walking. And all I hear him say, right, this is no joke. I just hear him say, and I've got the quote written down. Okay. He literally says, I mean, he go, he, in a, like, at a slightly bammy accent, and kind of like, he goes, well, that's why his tummy always hurts. He sneaks <laughs> off to the pub. He likes to have a wee drink, and, you know, he just sleeps for a long time, eh? To this, like, four-year-old kid. And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? And I was like, who are they talking about? So that was fucking, that was funny. But, talking about maturity i was on the other end of i was on the outside of a scenario that happened outside my house oh my god this was another scenario this didn't involve me but i got myself involved to help someone okay so i'm in the house and i'm just sort of chilling and there's a big bunch of like noise and rammy outside all right and my sister's over she's waiting to get picked up by a by her boyfriend and she's just sort of waiting there and she goes down he when he arrives he gives her a call but he goes oh there's a guy down here lying on the ground he's like knocked out or something i'm like what so she goes down and she goes and i says do you want me to come with you just in case it's like bad she goes yeah probably best you come down so i goes down and it, it's it's not fairly cold but it's quite late in this and i, I killed him like <laughs> basically like i killed me but so what i do is i go down and there's a literally a guy lying on the ground and I'm not joking when I tell you, like blood pooling, oh, pooling out of his head. Oh Jesus! Pooling, like that's, that's literally, man. like a puddle of blood. Oh dude, that's. And terrifying. I was like, "What in the flying fuck happened here?" So that's terrifying. And I'm like, "Right, we need to get this shit sorted now." You so, called an ambulance, right? Oh yeah. Oh, it gets worse. So we speak to the. We try and speak How to the. How can it get worse? Well. We, we speak to the guy, and I'm trying to basically see if he's coherent. He's still breathing. He's awake. He's not been knocked out. He's not been knocked out or unconscious <sighs> at any point. But Dude, he's, he's, he's terrifying. He's coherent. So we, we've got me and um, sister's boyfriend and a couple other people that have stopped off. Uh, a couple of Irish people that were in town. And they've just stopped off. And we've turned him on his side so that he's going to be all right. But he's not really coherent. Yeah. He's kind of not knowing what's going on. His friend, on the other hand, saw what happened. Oh. And apparently, now again... I don't know. I'm just taking their side. This is their side of the story. I don't know if this is really yeah. what happened. But they claimed that there was a guy hassling his girlfriend. So it was a guy with his with his own girlfriend, and he's hassling her, like really giving her hassle, like a, basically like borderline abusing her, basically. So they go over there, and the two of them are like, dude, you got to stop that shit. 
give it a rest. The guy goes, who the fuck are you? Fuck off. Eventually, it turns into this guy getting punched in the back of the head. Now, I'm not sure how that goes from them facing this guy to suddenly turning their backs to him to where he can sucker punch one of them in the back of the head. No idea. But the guy, the friend, claims after that happened, he ran after the guy, the guy stopped, pulled the knife out, and then just took off. And I'm like, interesting that he would punch someone, not pull a knife, but then he would pull a knife later. Anyway. Yeah. So we get that, and, you know, they don't... They're not you, like... You've got the sceptical hippolytes. Yeah, I'm kind of like, that doesn't add up. And I'm kind of looking, I'm going, and, you know, a couple of people are panicking, and I'm like, well, he's Just not... Just to be clear, that is a meme, by the way. Sceptical hippo and sceptical... Is sceptical hippo, is it sceptical frog? Uh, There's sceptical house. I've seen him. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like this. Uh, oh, what is it? The one? Is it the one with the T? There's sceptical hippo. I'm pretty sure. Um, but anyway, sorry. Is it, I think it was, I thought it was the one with the T with Kermit, where he's like, "None of my business." But anyway, so we're there and we're like, right, it's it's just getting pretty cold, and we're like, right, we need to get this guy covered up. So I go up. Oh yeah. <laughs> Probably not the time to joke about it, Dave. I can't Probably. believe you would. Probably not, but yeah. still, I mean that that hippo. That is skeptical. That hippo, is, yeah. he looks pretty skeptical. To be fair, yeah. That was kind of me that night. I was like, either way, there's a situation. So the ambulance has been called like four times. They're taken. They're taken to the point where they don't actually show up. Oh my god! And his head is pouring with blood. Uh, it was. We managed to get. Uh, we got yeah. like a, we got uh, like towels and stuff on it, and kind of stopped the wound from pushing any more blood and stuff like that, right? But we're there for a long time, and it's starting to get cold, and it's starting to actually rain. And I was like, "Fuck!" So we're getting like jack- <coughs> ja- jackets and covers and stuff to put over him to make sure he doesn't get cold because he's lying on the cold pavement, mm-hmm. right? And he's sitting there, and he's starting to come round a wee bit more, come round a wee bit more, and eventually, police. We flagged down the police, and we're like. Mm-hmm. You were like, hey, um, I, was, I told them, I was like, look, I told the guy, I was like, tell them what you saw, tell them what happened. So he tells them all that stuff, whatever, and we're asking them, like, look, can, is there any way you can give him a lift up? Because the ambulance, it's been like an hour and 30 minutes by this point. Like, hour 40 minutes, and we're like, where is That's this insane. ambulance? Yeah, dude, crazy, crazy, right? But I was like, and my sister's like, you can go back up the house, we've got this here. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to I'm gonna stay, make sure this is all good, you know? So we're out there for almost like two and a half hours. Like, waiting on this. And eventually the police... you got to do it, though, don't you? You yep. have to. Eventually, when the police decide, they're like, you know what, we'll we'll, we'll get this sorted. We're, we'll just give them a lift up. Now, this guy, who was un- incoherent and a bit like, you know, a bit dodgy and everything like that, midway through all this, like, a group of guys come down. Like, a group of guys come down, and one of them's, like, this big, giant kind of guy. Like, he's quite large. He's kind of, like, sceptical-looking. He's... Oh my god, Jesus! He's quite shady looking. He's got like, like a scar across his face from like getting stabbed, right. scars on his hands from like knife attacks and shit. Ooh. And I was like, what the fuck's going on with this? Like, and he's all he's coming over and he's just like, oh, I mean, I just this is a this is a nightmare. Eh? I mean, and he's basically like putting himself over, like talking about like, I mean, you just don't want to mess with all that stuff, eh? Like, I've been doing that all day. Oh. Sometimes I'll get calls for the local boys and they'll say, oh, we need somebody to sort of do it, and then I'll just go doing and like help them out, eh? and I'm just like. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Anyway, and I'm just like, okay. He, he He's a dodgy character. But yeah, something like, doesn't add he's up. He's like, here. look, if you ever need any, like, just give a shout at him. We're like, who are you? Anyway, 
He buggers off. Police decide, fuck it. He's like, what you buying? Yeah, he's basically (laughs) just like, what you buying? Give me a call if you need anything. You don't know my name or where I will be. But But I'll be at the next save point. I'll just be there. Unless you kill me and I'll never show up for the rest of the game. (laughs) uh, So, (laughs) eventually, it starts to push her in. It's starting to get pretty bad. And the the police are like, fuck this. We'll just take him up in in the car. So they decide, fuck it. This guy who's been lying down Honest to God, selling for about two hours. He's selling for about two hours. Nips up. I'm not joking. He <laughs> might as well have nipped up. We start taking the fucking like uh, layers off him, like the blankets off him and shit like that that we used to cover him up and like the jackets and stuff. And he just like says, no, it's fine, it's fine. And he gets up on his feet and just like walks normally into the car. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, what were you doing for the past two hours just lying there? Two hours on the freezing cold pavement. <laughs> With blood pissing out your head, and you're just like, I'll just go for that snooze. May I do what I want? I'm good for the big sleep. Mate, I'm good for the longest cell in history, mate. And I was like, I was looking at people, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Have I just sat out here in the fucking freezing cold pissing rain for two hours for this fucking daffy to just be like, but hey, and just get in the back of this police car under his own power, perfectly fine. Apparently so. I was raging. I was also happy that I was like, you know what? A situation occurred, and I didn't. I wasn't involved in. Well the, done. But what, before, what do you want put over because you didn't like beat up before a guy that was already though, like on death before that though? I did get into an altercation oh, with a guy Jesus who was Christ. pissing in between my buckets again. <laughs> he was on his own this time, and it was the old gimmick of like he's in the middle of pissing and he's just like, and I'm like, mate, at least I just because he's on his own, and I'm like, because he's on his own, and I've had enough of it. I'm just like, mate, fucking get now, and he's like. Oh, go on a minute. As he's mid pitch, and I'm like, dude, fucking move now or you're going in that bin. And he's like, oh, it's fine, eh? And I says, and I just like, approach him and he's like, oh, that's fine. It's fine. And I was like, no, it's not. Fucking See, the worst is if he move. turns around and accidentally pitches on you See, while you confront him. I was like, if that happens, like, you got to be careful. You don't want to approach someone mid pitch. No, but you don't. He's, he's taking You don't want to go up MP. You he's don't want to go up MP. <laughs> he's taking the piss. Literally and figuratively. You want to go up PP, post P. Post P. No, you don't. You want to go up pre P. No, you don't, because then he could pee while you're talking. That's true. He could, yeah. Damn. There's there is, no. It's in that order. It's, there's it's, no idea. Because MP is the worst, though. MP is the riskiest. Because it's risky, but it's it's like he's basically sitting there, literally and figuratively taking the piss while I'm telling him to stop. And he's like, Mood while I'm telling him to fucking get. He ends up fucking off, but that happened right before. So I was like, okay, I need to earn my karma back. To be fair, I didn't do anything to him, so it's like, don't push in my bucket, you fanny. There you go. I was raging. But I felt pretty good. I felt like, you know what? I've matured there. I helped the guy. And you didn't. I wonder how he's doing. I'm actually curious how yeah. he's doing. I'm wondering what the real story is. Do you know is. what it actually sounds like? Do you remember like in Grand Theft Auto 3, you would like shoot someone and there'd be like blood pissing everywhere and they'd just get up and walk off? That pretty much was what it was like. <laughs> That's dude. what it was like. Like, I'm not joking. I miss that game, man. It, Do you think that game would be one of those things that like you have like these these nostalgic memories of it and you play it and you're like, this is gash. I, I, you know what, man? I kind of got that from San Andreas. <gasps> I know. Really? I didn't like I it. I enjoyed it, man. I love San Andreas, but I'll tell you what, like I played it back and I was like, ooh. I was like, this is also like tiny. I'll tell you what I go that with. I hate oh, to say no. it. Sonic Adventure? Well, that, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely that. But Metal Gear Solid. 
Dude, it's, do you know what, see when you've had the full 3D, like, you've got the switch between the first and third person, see going back to just third person. It's hard. Oh, it's tough. It's, it's tough. Very tough. It's tough, man. Like, it's amazing when you look at games now, man. Have you just seen, i just seen the uh, the new trailer for uh, The Last of Us Part 2, like the second Last of Us. Bro, it looks like the tits. Like, if you look up the tits in the dictionary, it's just... Last of Us Part Two, mate, mate. I was like, I looked up, <laughs> mate. I, I looked up H three O on Urban Dictionary, and it just came up with, "Did you mean the tits?" And I mate, says, "Aye." And what, it came up mate, with Last of Us Part Two. It was, <clears throat> I had a bit of private time, eh? And I was deciding, I was just, you know, I was by myself. I was just going to go on one of the sites, eh? So I typed it in. That's what I wanted. And up came the Last of Us Part Two, man. And I was just like, "Well, got to do it, mate. That's what you do. That's what you do." But uh, it's funny talking about like uh, Metal Gear Solid and like all that stuff like that. Did you see uh, like stealth shit? Did you see all the shit that came out? Did you were you following any of that Area Fifty One raid? Yeah, yeah. Did you see what happened? actually happened, dude? I keep thinking it's Area Fifty Two. No, there, that's the one in Grand Theft Auto. Isn't there it? is it's a that's Area Sixty Nine in Grand Theft Auto. Oh. <laughs> But Area Fifty Two, <laughs> Area Fifty Two is a nearby like town. Well, wait, is it not near Las Vegas? Yeah, I, I googled it when I was. Area Fifty Two is a nearby I, town. Damn it! I typed in the wrong one. See, I was there in Vegas. I was like, mate, I'll go out and take a look. Eh? Mate, yeah, I, I went. Mate, I'll just melt your soul my way in. Eh? Like, I'm going to uh, fuck I'm, this running at the gates. I'm going to type this in and see how far away the casino was. I wonder if you can just Google it. Uh, so Samstown Casino to Area Fifty One. It's just like I'm just going. <laughs> I was going to go do does, take a wee look. I mean, yeah. does Area 51 even show up on Google Maps? <laughs> I wonder. I mean, it should. I mean, see if you're Googling Area 51 on Google Maps, you will absolutely get put on a watch list, but not anymore. Like, That's true. Not now. They've ruined it. Like, all these people have made Area 51 searches. Oh, wait, no, it is actually. You can see it. Yeah. Are you joking? No, you can actually what see the it. fuck? So. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what the fuck? So it's taking me to Clyde Bank. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, people. Mate, Area 51 is actually in Clyde Bank. Do you think I've just screwed myself over by typing uh, Samstown Casino to Area 51? No, not at all. I'm Dude, not going to get back in now. Everybody, everybody's... That's uh, true. That's everyone's true. been Googling that. But did you see, like, literally only about 100 or 200 people turned up and, like, people were just, like, hanging about in that? I was like... I'll do it. See what I was thinking, right? They should do... They should do... Uh, like alien stock, like every year. Honestly, I think they should do that. They should alien make a fest, uh, like a festival in the desert, music acts and stuff, commemorating the day, September twentieth. And it's like, dude, it would make and mass just send sell out t-shirts like, and shit. Yeah, the headliner is just like one alien that comes out for a wee moment. And he's like, but hey, but hey, then he goes back in and it's like, you just saw him. It's like the Frankenstein statue at Frankenstein's where it comes out once a night and it's just like... Can you, can you imagine if there was an event like that in our lifetime? Because there are certain things that happen in the world that just shake the foundation of the earth Change for everything. good or for bad. Unfortunately, it is mostly bad, isn't mostly it? Bad. It's mostly bad. When's the last time we had a good one? The good stuff is always gradual. Like, for example, Aye. the internet. Well, yeah. I guess it's arguable whether it's good or bad, but there's no question. Things like cures for things. It's usually like, we know about cures for things. We're like, oh, this thing that was originally bad. Like, they're doing it's always gradual. Yeah, they're doing it starts testing. off with like, yeah. Ooh, human testing. Yeah. It's working. Ooh, the first person. It's never a big like crescendo of something. Usually if it's a big crescendo, it's usually something bad like, you know. It's like wars or, yeah, you know, like some, a terrorist attack or Someone something did like something that, yeah. terrible. Or, but do you, can you imagine, like, and these things always come out of nowhere. 
Who knows? Tomorrow, there could be a seismic, world-changing announcement or event. I kind of have a feeling there's something like that is going to happen in our lifetime that just changed the game. I would think so. I mean, we're... <clears throat> well, now. think about how many things happened in our parents' lifetime. Well, think about how many times things have happened in even just the last 15 years. Think about that. The last... Fi- say the last 20. last 20 years. Think of the things that have happened since then. Like, in 2000... Right. I, well, I remember being really quite scared about 9-11. Well, dude, in 1999, yeah. so 20 years ago, like the Y2K shit was, was like all a big thing and there was all the new millennium and then again there was the 9-11 shit. Like that was, the, the 9-11 shit was like, I, I mean, I would argue that that's probably the biggest thing. I think to, that's the biggest thing that's happened in our lives. Uh, I would think so in terms of... I can't think of anything bigger than that. But even things like... Because it was a 7-7 bombing as well. It was bad. Like, and that and that was, but there was just something about 9-11 that just... The thing is, I think a lot of it has to do with what the media jumps on. And the media absolutely leaped on that. And it was like, okay, shit, this is something. Because this was everywhere. I think that the... I remember coming from school. International implications. Yeah, I think everyone remembers where they were when that was the first like can you remember where you were for seven seven no because i can't i remember remember yeah i remember it like it was i remember coming home from school and being like oh yep that's what it happened around that after it was in the afternoon i remember it started kicking off as school was finishing yeah but it wasn't like like, full news until we got home because back then we didn't have phones to check that on the way home i remember i got home and my friend called me to tell me phoned you phoned me you remember those yeah so that's like that's a world changing event, but you know what? It'd be nice to it'd be nice to have a positive one. Yeah, I'd but again, it's all gradual. You know, what it's I mean? all it's gradual. Like, like you just like, seen the Greta Thunberg one, where she's come out and starting to kind of kick up fuck about the about the climate change and the global warming well, and stuff. And even like, have you heard about like the Navy have now confirmed one of Tom DeLonge's? Dude, aliens. I saw that. Like, what the hell? I saw you know, that. That to me, I would just wish they would do it all in a wonder and go, aliens are real. You know, but yeah. they're not gonna. It's gradual. Yeah, it's going to be like, uh, maybe there's something. It's like, ooh, and then everyone's going to start talking online. And then it's like, ooh, this got leaked and that got leaked. And this guy said this, that guy said this. It's like, why don't you just fucking come out and say it, man? Just come out. You yeah. will go down in history. Like, you might get, you know, are we Tell talking you what, dude, to? There's, there's this YouTube channel that I love called Top Fives. Yeah. I think I've showed you before. It have, yeah. the best. And I watched one the other day that was like, Top Five CIA Deathbed Confessions. Oh, the best. Dude, it was amazing. It's amazing, dude. That's that's crazy because eh? it kind of kind of has that question where it's like, what would you say, or what would you do, if there was like you knew the consequences were mute, like they were mute, then nothing was gonna happen. Imagine you're on your deathbed and you're like, right, I'm gonna go out with a fucking bang. I'm gonna say this I shit. Don't, I don't have anything to reveal. Nothing. I, yeah, neither do I. But it's like, imagine if you're like in what well, we've talked about, kind of like how there's a lot of that shit going on that we we have no idea what the fuck's going on, man. We don't. Know. I just want to know a little one percent. Like, give me, give me, just give me a, a little, piece. Just a little. Give me a piece. Give just me a, a piece. Just a wee. Just piece. a little demo disc. Just a wee piece. Just a taste. Just a wee taste of Just a little. Just a little nugget. Just a wee snifter. You know, just a wee. <laughs> a wee. A wee, a wee pamphlet. Mate, a wee dab, a wee dab a do, right Mate, there. A wee dab a do. <laughs> but no, I don't think I, you know. I, I'll tell. Oh, I'll tell you what though. I, I don't do. like. I don't like. Oh, I, I don't know whether I should talk about this or not. What is it? Oh, I don't know. Give give me some buzzwords. Give me a keyword. I, okay, so no, I, I can't. I can't. No, oh. I can't. I'll tell you off the podcast. All right, all right. All I can't. Right. Like, I've. 
Watch this. Put, okay, this is what I'll say. This is what it'll be. Hold on, guys. This is what it'll be, right? It'll be Joe has got a thing that he's going to say. And he'll tell me off air and I'll go, oh, actually, that's not that bad. And he'll go, really? And I'll go, yeah, it's actually fine. And he'll be like, oh, I was overthinking it. And then you'll more than likely hear the story next week. I would say, <laughs> no, I would say I have, I had an opportunity to... Oh. To... Uh, Hmm. I, I think so, I know. Where, no, okay. I like, think I know where you're going. I think I know where you're going. I okay. So put it this way: if that's a road I wanted to go down, and to kind of learn more about all that stuff, and da 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 da, it, you you could. <clears throat> I think so. You but could. for me, I was like, well, know, that's the thing. Once you're in, uh, ignorance is bliss. Once you, know? once you, do, I mean, you ever get that where you're like, do you ever just learn something you wish you hadn't? Yeah. Whether it be small things, I'm like, really, I'm over. I'm overplaying this, by the way. Like, yeah. I'm overplaying. I'm making this sound like, you know, like the men in black showed up at the door and they were like, right, Joe, you're the guy. You're the you're guy. You're the guy, mate. Joe, which pill do you want? Exactly. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. But um, I just, you know, when you're just like, put it this way, in life, you get to know people who know people and, you know, you overhear things and you go, what was that? And then you just go, nah, I'm just, I'm, nah. I'm, I'm walking away. <laughs> From learning crazy stuff, I'm walking away. It is. It's it's that same thing where it's like once you go down that route, you're just like there's there's no going back, and you're kind of like Ooh. there is certainly an ignorance as bliss. Like for example, the men have been to visit Joe Rogan. We know that. Oh, we know that. The men Joe have been. Joe Rogan's to visit. an interesting. Well, one do you remember he went from being like conspiracies nut to like right, I get so pish. Ah, and then you've got Eddie Bravo in there being like, just look into it, bro. Dude, it's crazy. Eddie Bravo, as we've talked about this earlier, Eddie Bravo has gone like so into conspiracies, he's come out of the right wing. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. So, it's so weird. Like, It's funny, man. Like, Joe Rogan's an interesting one, man. Sometimes I get really surprised by him. I don't know how... I love Rogan. I think Rogan's great, but I'm worried. I worry about his coherence sometimes because, like, one week, like, I remember just watching something the other day, and I was getting annoyed at him because he was like, he had a couple of guys that were like boxers or former boxers on, and he's like, he was sitting there, and he goes like, uh, he's waxed lyrical before, but how impress, like, how good like college wrestling is for MMA and stuff like yeah. that, right? He's one of the big advocates for it, right? But the other day, he's got these couple of boxers on, and they're talking. And he goes, he's like, how can we get kickboxing like bigger in America? And they're and the the the, the kickboxer basically just goes like he's a coach or whatever and he just goes like well it's all about you know wrestling you know it's all guys love to have that base of wrestling and Rogan goes wrestling as if he's like dumbfounded by it and I'm like you're the fucking guy that advocates at your death day what are you doing <laughs> I was like I, I don't even know like he kind of flops about a lot which is where I started to lose interest in guys like Brendan Sharp. I, I really struggle with the fighter in the kid now. That used to be my favorite podcast. Well, did you see the shit that came out where Rogan basically like uh, not didn't roast him, but basically oh, was like the one where he just ends his life on air. Uh, not that one. This is like Jeez. this is Dude, one that of, is that's hard to watch. That is hard because if you've never seen that, people go and watch that. It's like basically Joe Rogan tells this is when Brendan Chubb is still a fighter. That's his job, and on air, one of his best friends is just like. You're pish, mate. He's <laughs> like, basically just like, stop fighting because yeah. you're getting knocked out every time. I get but, it, though. No, no, but the way he says it, though, he does not, he takes... The fuck was that? It was uh, this. All right, I thought it was like a big... Oh, he on takes the, computer. 
zero prisoners in this and it's oh. like it's almost like and the thing is Brendan Schaub actually said on his podcast that he was like even Brendan Schaub's dad was like you shouldn't be friends with him and based on if that's the only thing I'd seen I would think the same I mean I the thing is so. let's say if you that's if, a if private a situation, yeah exactly if there was a situation where you had something like that and I had to say that to you A there's no way I'd say it like that but B there's no way I'd be I almost thought he was quite sort of arrogant about it it's just very superior like, yeah like, it was very superior I mean, and it was, yeah and it was on the podcast and like Brendan Schaub's like holding back tears the entire time and it's just like well the problem is oh, it's just a bad situation it's man. just because he what does he do at that point what does Brendan Schaub do at that he's point? got to defend himself exactly right but again the problem there is Rogan is right Rogan is right but it's like you should never put him in that you Schaub should have never been put in that scenario no, no. you have that that's an extremely but vulnerable like, place to put him so, because Rogan was correct. The thing is, though, in I a find Brendan Schaub and Brian Callan, they were this little engine that could. You know what I mean? They were like the fighting and the kid was like this rebellious podcast that was like, you know what? We're just two guys hanging out, having fun. And then Brendan Schaub, all he would talk about is be like, oh, I've got Ferraris this, I've got a mansion this, I've got that. And it became about like, oh, yeah, okay. Like his opinion matters, whatever. Like Brendan Schaub just became like, don't get, and don't get me wrong, this is out of frustration as a fan I watched them go from being these two guys who were grateful for the position that they were there and they couldn't believe the support they had to a point where it was like well I'm the man so of course that's the thing man I was like to me it was like Brendan almost comes across like he doesn't respect anybody that's not killing it in their own field it's like if they're not if they're not a millionaire or absolutely smashing it it's like he's they're, a, they're below him so he doesn't care yeah, he's Do you know what I mean? He almost doesn't respect their opinion. Yeah, and, and there were certain points where, like, I found like he was just like. <clears throat> I sometimes find when they do those four man shows with him, Eddie Bravo, Callan, and Rogan, they, I feel like they tend to pick on. Callan I was going to say they just time. they just roast him because he's not as big a name as they a, are. It's just a let's pick on the the weakest. That's, That's what bullshit, it is. yeah. Because they're not going to pick on Eddie Bravo because he could roast both of them probably, to be honest. And then Rogan's the biggest name, so he's like he's the reason Brendan's a com uh, like got a comedy career really. Yeah. Like, did you see any of Brendan's co uh, comedy special? No. Oh, dude, it's rough. Really? Oh, it's terrible. Seriously, dude, Brendan's comedy special was literally no joke, right? So I read this; uh, it was voted one of the worst things on IMDb. It's got like a one point one on IMDb or something like that. It's awful. People then exposed... Uh, uh, yeah, he copied some joke, didn't he? Oh, no, no. It was worse than that. There was... His sponsors were offering deals to people that went on to IMDb and gave it positive reviews. Really, though? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, because people start screenshotting and going, I was told, I, I got sent this, and it was like, if you give it a positive review or a five-star review, we'll give you like a deal here. His sponsors start offering that. And it came out pretty, boring. and it was like, oh. and then afterwards, so Rogan asked him about it on the podcast. Rogan was like, really? He didn't ask him about the sponsorship so he roasted stuff. Him again. He didn't ask him about the sponsorship so he's stuff. He's just like, yeah, yeah. See how that fighting thing didn't work out. I'm going to take your other career. He basically said, Jesus. He was like, uh, he was just like, oh, so you've had your comedy special, you know, blah blah. Oh no, And man. Brendan's just like, oh, and he's like, and really? Yeah, it's quite so. Does awkward. he admit that it's bad, or he doesn't admit it's bad? He just says, oh, there's I'm... a lot to learn, and he's like, it, it, and Rogan's like, yeah, you just got to take the criticism. You know, you got to take what they say and. You know, stuff like that. Like, they openly talk about that it's, like, not great. Really? And it's like, oh. Oh, my God, dude. And I'm just like, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Someone told me it was scathing, and it wasn't as bad. I felt like the fighting one was way worse. But, like, it, it, it's kind of, again, that same thing where it's almost Do like... Do you know what? See if Rogan can... acknowledges that it was not see, great. See if he can take that criticism, though. The issue is he's not a comedian, though. 
in my opinion. He's not. He's he's not a comedian. To me, the problem is, and it pissed off the comedy community a lot because again, oh, I really? feel well because he's like, not. They took our well, a comedy special is like one of the biggest things you can have because it gets on Netflix or it gets on fucking wherever, and it's like it can get it's huge for them. A lot of people can work 10, 12 years and they don't get a comedy special. All of a sudden, he gets one after being like in the game for about for a very short time. And it's because he's, he knows Rogan, he knows Joey Diaz, he knows all these guys that have got quite a lot of influence in comedy. Like, and that's an issue. That's an issue because it's like, Rogan is again, he's a proponent of not everybody should, not everyone's a comedian. You know, regular people don't get it. You know, oh, you can't take people from other walks of life and put them on a comedy stage and expect them to excel. And yet, that's exactly what's happened with Shop. What, what, um... What podcast is that on? I want to watch that. Uh, I think it's just, if I look it up, I'm pretty sure it's literally just, uh, it's the very beginning of uh, of one of them oh, where it was, man. it was the most recent one, I think, with Brendan Schaub. It was like, I think it was, if you look up Joe Rogan, Brendan Schaub. Oh, man. Like, I, uh, I actually special. feel bad for him. Though. That is tough. Sp- uh, special. Yeah, so it's like comedy special. Yeah, so it's the very start of, uh, it's Joe Rogan Experience 1304 with Brendan Schaub. It's the very start of it. And they just talks about. Oh like, yeah, here we go. Joe Rogan breaks down Brendan Chubb's stand up. Oh. oh God. Do you know what I've noticed about Brian Callen? I actually, I don't think what Brian Callen says is that funny, but the way he says it is hilarious. Dude, he. I actually think he's a better actor than he is a stand up. But dude, like, have his, you? His delivery of lines is so good. Like, I actually, if you listen to what he's saying, what he's saying, it's. Again, it's not like groundbreaking stuff, but the way he says it and his movements and all that, like he's a very visual comedian. Like that's why I think there's a lot of longevity in Brian Callen because yeah. it actually doesn't matter what he's saying. It doesn't matter. Well, Billy Connolly's been a bit like that for years, where it's like yeah. he's almost you're more of a fan of him as a person and like his yeah. personality. So it's like he can trail off on stories and then he comes back and it's like, Oh, yeah. that's just him being him. There's a lot of again, like you said, longevity in that. I think Brian Callen is of as arguably I would say of Outside of Joey Diaz, I think he's the strongest of the comedians on the in the regular rotation from Rogan's podcast. I think he's a stronger comedian than Rogan. Who is uh, Brian Callen? Yeah, oh, you, yeah, probably. I'd say he's a stronger comedian. Although, what I will say is, this is where I have to respect Joe Rogan, right? Because I was not a huge fan of Rogan's comedy. I didn't get it before. Yeah, but all he talks about is like self improvement, and there is no denying that there's a huge difference between Joe Rogan's comedy 10 years ago and now. Oh, huge It's difference. night and day. Well, he's like, more comfortable in who he is now. But even so, it's just funnier. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think he's a great storyteller. He is. And, and so that's his style has changed. When yeah. he tells stories, he's funnier to me. I think when he, and he actually embraces telling stories and, and, and going through that, that's when he's at his funniest. Like, have you ever seen This Is Not Happening? Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the one I was referring to. Yeah, that's that to me that's a is a story. That's, that's where he shines. That's where he's great, and I love storytelling comedians. That's why I love guys like Joey Diaz, and I love guys like uh, Ryan Sickler. He's another one who's really funny. He's got great stories. Um, do you know? What, do you know what I will say though? I need to give credit where credit's due. I feel like because I've been a fan of that podcast for years, it's mm. like I'm now talking about. I'm being overly critical, but if I have to be honest, that podcast really changed my life, man. It really, really did because it made me feel okay about being a guy, I suppose. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's kind of like, it's almost like, it's it's almost like, I feel like, I don't, because obviously like women listen to it as well, but I think for a lot of guys, it's, that pod, it's a bit of a, not even empowering, but it's just like, it kind of made me feel a little 
more okay about who I was. You know what I mean? Because it's like when you just when they talk about you know just when they break down like. It's just like the whole idea that life's about self-improvement and you can make mistakes and, you know, it's kind of like it's a journey and, you know, this is how you... I, I really do look up to Rogan big time in terms of goal achievement and things like that and that really has had an influence on me. And if I'm being honest, if I look at my own life in the time of not just that podcast, but there's other things and other people that I look up to, but really there was a, a huge change in my life because see before I used to look at my life and I'd go, Oh, well I, I smashed it in 2012, but then I didn't really do much till 2015. Oh, I smashed it in 2007, but then nothing happened till 2010. And I would start to think like me being or having success was like some sort of lottery win. You know, there was mm. like, it was out with my control, Yeah, but it's not at all. It's like, if you work hard, I know it sounds super obvious, but if you work hard and here's the thing I never had, I never had the patience I yeah. never had the patience. And it's that thing we talked about. The quote you had was great. I can't remember who the original quote was from, but it was life's short, but it's also the longest thing you'll ever do. Yeah. This podcast taught me that it's about the long term. Then I started listening to Gary V and that further kind of ingrained that in my head. And see now, even just like the meetings that we had today, for example, oh, dude, yeah. if I look at where I'm at as like a wrestler and a business person to even like a year or two years ago, I would consume my former self you know what i mean i would whip my former self's ass I look not physically because i was in like i would say like Better. amateur wrestling wise i was in my peak probably just before the commonwealth games so not physically but like in terms of like strategy and now like so for example as a we, whole we, person okay, so we had a business deal we had a business meeting today right we are well, international businessmen. Yeah, exactly so we had a business meeting today and we had pretty much two options yep one option was like just making a huge statement game changer but it was high risk and we had to be honest with ourselves and say we can't the the reason for picking this at this time in place is really just because we want to have the best stuff and want to have an awesome thing and it's like we're being fans for the process rather than business marks people. for the yes yeah. exactly whereas like the one we chose is a much more humble approach but it's a long-term approach. Yes. And it's instead of going A to Z, we're going A, B, C, D, E, Way F, more mature. You know what I mean? That's way more responsible decision. It's funny. I, I feel like the sec, the first one, like the, the big it's statement. Tempting, man. The big you statement. Know. The big statement. It was kind of like, it's like, you know, when you're going through Metal Gear Solid and it's like, well, I could sneak through and stealth yes, my way through yes. or I could risk it and just fucking run right through it. It's like, well, I mean, if I did, it'd be amazing. But the chances, but are. The chances yeah. are you're going to be getting snake, snake, and halfway through. Yeah, and now like I just I'm in such a better place, and I really have to say like I you know to be honest, I hope that people are still with us because usually we just talk about daft stuff, but we've got a, a little deeper on this episode. But that's okay. It's, it's do funny. It from time to time. It's funny, man. You're talking about Rogan. It's like and you're talking about the journey and stuff. It's like. Go back and look at where the early Rogan oh podcasts were. Oh my god, they've were. got like graphics. Oh, dude, it was rough. It was, it was rough. But look where he is now. Like he's legit got. It's the biggest biggest media platform in the world, basically. Dude, he's bigger than television. He's yeah. bigger than like he's bigger than television. He's the biggest one of the biggest things on the internet. Yep, easily by a mile. Like because think, the thing is, his is a captive audience. He's got well. his own subreddit for just him. Yeah, just him, just him, and the things he talks about and his and what he does. It's like, it's insane. He's a guy that literally was before that, before this podcast, he was a stand-up comic, a TV presenter, 
and he did commentary and interviews for the UFC. It, it changed the game. It's like, like because he was long, a multi yeah. he did media across multiple but platforms. But long now, form interviews just weren't a big thing before that. You well, know what they're I mean? like, brilliant for exposing who a person really is. Yes, yes. You get to know the real person. That's where like if you sit and you watch like if you listen to like a Jesse Ventura, right? And you go, I bet is he saying all this bullshit or whatever? Then you hear him on get on a guy on Rogan's podcast and he's on there for two, three hours and you're like no, this is legit. Oh, that is him, yeah. This is the guy. He is legit. You again, Joey Diaz, another one that everyone's like, oh, Joey Diaz is always making up stories, talking shit. There, there's no way he's making up those stories for three hours. If he's doing that, I want that fucker to start writing my promos. There's that's. I tell you what, it would be a dream of mine. I don't know why to go on that. Like, I don't know what businesses have going on that at this point. But here are here are the podcasts that I would fly out for. Right, go for it, Rogan's. And I, I would, you know, I would pay my own money to Dude, do that. Dude, I know? would love if you and I could go on Rogan and just talk <laughs> shit with Rogan. And imagine, like, imagine the subject matter we could get into. Let's be honest. We spent. A I'd good just be marking out the whole time. We spent the first part of this podcast literally talking about the like the logistics of farting on a plane. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. It's like that's kind of embracing what you're talking about with Rogan's yeah. podcast, where it's almost like it's these things that we think about, but maybe necessarily don't talk yeah. about. People are thinking it too. So. I would say, yeah, so I'd fly it for Rogan's. Rogan, yep. Jericho's. Jericho, yep. Chael Sonnen's. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. I think that was might have been the first podcast I got into, actually. Or no, no. And lastly, Steve Austin's. Steve Austin's. Yeah, dude. Any of the, If I get an invite for any of those, I'm flying myself out. I don't dude. care what it costs me. I, uh, I'm i going to... You know what? I want to I'm going to throw down the gauntlet. I'm going to throw down the gauntlet. Dude, I want you know in. What? I want in. Dude, I'm going to throw down the gauntlet. I'll pay my own flight. I'm going to make at least one of those happen in the next calendar year. Oofed. At least one. Y'all heard it here first, people. At least one. You heard it here first. I don't know which one it would be, but I mean, based on... The recent, I, at least one. Based on the recent track record of what's going on with... Uh, oh, there's one more. There's one more. Do you oh. remember MTV2? Sorry, I pointed in your face there. You Sorry, do you know fucker. Do you know MTV2? I do, yeah. So possibly Zayn Lowe, just for my, my former oh, okay. self. Just because that's what I wanted to okay. do when I was in the band. That would achieve the... But no, I wouldn't pay to fly it. Based on the recent track record and based on who the kind of guests he's been having on recently... I could see Steve Austin's show being in in your future. I think I might have to reach out. <laughs> I mean, you could. You could. Guys, get tweeting at Steve Austin and get us on there. Get you on there. I'll be in the background just been like shouting shit from the back while you're actually being the celebrity on there. While you're actually doing things of value, I'll I just mean, be like, I don't know. Never fought on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> in like Napoleon Dynamite's voice for some reason. It's like, go. Go. Yeah, I mean, because he's had a lot of, uh, you know, you're doing Ring of Honor now. You're you're doing, you're, you're smashing it. You're smashing it. You're doing well. I tell you what, I've been handing out a few double followers. I tell you I that, mean, I've been, I've been seeing those. I've been seeing those. I've been seeing the gifs. The, the gifs online. I need to be, I need to gif some of my double suplexes and shit. I need to gif. So, gifs are great on, on Instagram. Uh, not Instagram, uh, Twitter. Those gifs. Get good moves. Gif them. Put them on there. Let people see them. That double follower, I mean... Not just to be double follow, but we nip up here and there. Yep. Throwing people, nipping up. Dude. Little uh, confrontation with, 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 uh, with, uh, with little Jeffrey. With little Jeff Cobb. 
Oh, Jeff Coy, he's again amateur wrestler. You're amateur wrestler. I mean, that was cool, man. That was cool. I, I tell mean, you what, though. I tell you what. I'll I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say it. I didn't know how thick the padding was on the outside of the ring. So me and Jeff Cobb clothesline each other on the outside of the ring. And I went flying. You know when you're just like, I'm committing to this. I'm committing to this. And I launched myself I'm into the air. through the air. Yeah. And then when I hit the ground, I was like. <laughs> like <laughs> and at that moment, the soul left Joe's body. It did, man. It honestly did. What and Joe you know didn't realize this he fan, still had a match There's this fan in the audience who hates me right <laughs> and i'm landing there like oh and he goes jeff cobb you're awesome hedry you suck <laughs> and you know so you may have seen it or not but i there's a, a bit in the match where you know i'm not gonna go into details but i, I signed some autographs right oh, yeah i got a fan to look after it something happens in the match i come back for the autograph pad later and what and this fan goes like oh can i get an autograph and i give him one and he rips it up in front of me and it's just like wow and then like but the whole crowd was like, I can't remember what they were chatting, but it was like, you're an asshole. <laughs> to, the, to, the, yeah. to the fan. The entire crowd just started roasting him, and I was like, that's karma, mate. That's what you get. That's karma. Mate, I went, dude, mate, I'll tell you what, I shared a two-for-one breakfast with an old guy, mate, and then reverse karma happened, and I was <laughs> farting my way on the plane. You better rip up my autograph, mate. You're going to get roasted by an entire <laughs> ring of honor crowd, you fat. Hey, that, that elderly man's going to come in here. He's going to fart in your face, mate. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I, I mean, I based on the guests he's had, I could see you doing Steve's podcast. I could I, see I could see you doing Steve's. I that'd be awesome because I think Steve's might have been the first wrestling podcast I listened to. Dude, he... I think it might have been the first wrestling podcast. He's one no, of the Colts. main... Colts. Colts is the first, obviously. Colt, he, he's one, he's one of the main reasons why I listen to podcasts, the yeah. Steve Austin show, because it's not only... Because, again, it is that same mix of... He, I tell you what as well, and this sounds crazy. Again, we, we're running the wrestling school now. We're doing stuff for wrestling school. I'll tell you what right now, people. Here's a big piece of advice I can give to people right now. You want to learn about the business. You want to learn about the ins and outs, the little tiny things that maybe, and again, we are going to, to go into detail and teach. And the reason why is because I don't remember being taught them. And it's the little things, like certain positional things, certain kind of like unspoken things that get that happen in the business. And Steve and a lot of his guests, guys like when he had like Jake the Snake on, he had like Bret Hart on and stuff like that. Like they went into great detail about certain things and it kind of blew my mind a little bit. Like, Do you know what I need to watch? Now, I can't, I can't forgive for, to me it's like, like it's, it's tough because I suppose... It, you know, literally, they made the announcement back in the eighties or the nineties that you know, yes, this is sports entertainment to avoid, like you know, the the certain what was it tax they were avoiding. It was or something like, like weird sports, something tax. like that. But like, there are certain times I'm like, whoa! And one of those was when um, Stone Cold did a commentary on his match with Bret Hart. That was like, oh, this is really pulling back the curtain now. Yeah. But having said that. I, feel, I actually haven't seen that, and I'm gonna have to watch Dude, it. He's done because he's done the one with Brett. Yeah, I want to see done that. The one he's done the one with Brett. He's done the one with he done one with Kurt Angle, and he did one with The Rock. I want to watch that, man. dude. Which what, what match with The Rock is it? Uh, Mania Seventeen. Oh Jesus, dude, they're amazing. Like they honestly yeah, to me, like that. the especially the Brett one. He talks a lot in detail about why he's doing certain things in certain places, why this is happening here. He's doing this here. He's doing that there. It's like it really opened my eyes to things where it's like, oh, like. Do you, do you know what? Do you know what I found pretty amazing? Right, is the thing is I often think to myself, what would like a Steve Austin wrestle like if he was around now? 
You know what I mean? Like, let's say he was in his prime now. Would he be doing, like, Canadian Destroyers and, you know what I mean? Like, movies I'm like trying that. to think. Now, like, but here's the thing, man. I watched the Rock and Roll Express in Nashville tear the house down with the yeah. Briscoes just by doing their doing stuff. Their doing their stuff and it got over. That's the thing. It's like, that's it. Like, I feel like, like, going back to what you were saying, like, with the style, I think the style's changed, but it's also... There's there's certainly a market for that that same style, but it wasn't. I've got to tell you as well, man. One an absolute killer match, one of the best matches I've ever seen live. Go for it, Lethal and Gresham. Oh really? Jesus, dude. Honestly, I need to show you. That's not a surprise, dude. It was. It was. Honestly, I was like, I can't. Jay Lethal might be it, he, Jay he's one of the best easily one of the best in the so world so Gresham though but in a, having seen Gresham live they're, they're both they're, they're two of the best does not surprise me one they're bit. two of the best like honestly like I say I, these are the best wrestlers I've faced Kurt Angle Drew McIntyre Alberto sorry Alberto Del Rio Pete Dunne and Jonathan Gresham wow that's a pretty good list they're, they're the best that's my a opinion. pretty good list. That, you know when you're just in there and you're like, wow, this is just... Opens a complete new... I'm in here with greatness. Yeah, yeah just a complete and I have new to say, realm. Yep, like, again, I've wrestled Pete Dunne twice and I do. I put him in that category, you know? Well, but there's a reason I, he's I doing put, well. I put Gresham in that category and I've had, to be fair, I kind of... The only reason I, that I'm... I only had a very brief interaction with Jay. Like, it was just like it was a tag match. So I don't feel I've wrestled him enough to... Aye. But, you know, I get that feeling with him as well. Like, it's to like me, when I wrestled the Young Bucks yeah. and didn't actually, like, do anything. Well, <laughs> no, 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 I did. But it's just like, I have a feeling that if I wrestled Jay, I would have to put him in that category as well. You know what I mean? There's just there's, guys there. There's so many amazing talents. But, like, I have no doubt that... I think, I think Lethal from the... Someone was explaining to me, like, one of the reasons he was such a great Ring of Honor champion is because he could have great matches with anyone, regardless of, like, their size or, you know. And it's like, to be honest with you, I'm now, I feel like I'm being introduced to this. I've been, you know, I was saying, like, oh, I, I want to find out more. See, when it comes to wrestling, I'm, I'm being introduced into the club now. I'm learning that next level now. I'm seeing it. And I'm like, wow. And I see Gresham and Lethal absolutely tear the house down. I'm like, right, okay, that's... Where I that's need, the next yeah that's where, where I, I need to be, to be at. at that's where I need to be at yeah and that's it you're, this is the thing you're doing what most people and again in life will never ever do and I've always said this it's like if you're the best guy in the room you need to go to a bigger yes. room and I'll tell dude people are sleeping on but I'll tell you what you're at a position now where it's easy for you for people people are A people are sleeping on Ring of Honor I'll say that right now. People they, are sleeping are, on Ring of Honor. They 100% are. Because and this one, isn't me kissing Ring of Honor's ass because I'm not affiliated with them. I know you are. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not affiliated with Ring of Honor. If I thought it was shit, I would say it was. But I'm honest. I'm being honest here when I say I think because AEW's come around, everyone kind of took their eyes off Ring of Honor. But honestly, I think that it's got... There's still a shit pile of good things happening there. I think there's a great... A strong roster... I mean, hell, Jet Gresham, Dude. Lethal. You've got it, it's like you're, you. That's two names right there that are already up there as like two of the greatest in the world, not just in Ring of Honor, but in the world. The already. the card in Vegas was out of this world, man. Stacked. Dude, the pre-show was Brody versus Jeff Cobb. The pre-show, bro. Jesus. You know what I mean? Like that's mental. Yeah. That's, that so could have been a main event match on any other show. So, and like I say, you had Gresham and Lethal on there. You had Taven and Roosh, who just, you know, ab 
they just went all out. You had um, Kelly Klein uh, versus uh, she. You know she's good. She's kind of in this feud with the Allure mm. um, for the the women's uh, Women of Honor Championship. You had um, oh, Vinny did this crazy spot where it was like um, he was like there was this hardcore match with the with the bouncers. Uh, so he's throwing darts into Beer City Bruiser. So you had like this crazy, Ooh. crazy hardcore match beforehand. You had um, there was a world title tournament. Yeah. So you had like Marty versus Dalton. You had you know I mean I can go on and on. I'm just saying that is from watching that card from start to finish. I was like whoa. Like, it's it's a competitive environment in the best oh, way yeah. possible, and also, um, well, you have to step up, and that's the thing. It's oh like, yeah, it's this thing I've always said this to people where it's like they get afraid to maybe move forward and go to places where it's like they're the if you're like the big cheese where they are, and then all of a sudden they move to that next level, and they're maybe they're they're back at that kind of the bottom there. They need to work their way up, yeah. and they kind of it can hurt people. It can hurt them well, quite, quite bad. They can kind of get a bit. The, to me, the best thing about Ring of Honor is it's a huge step up for me, but also it's an environment where it's like, it's so creative friendly. Like, see yeah. if you're a creator, like if you're like a creative person like me doing the entrances and stuff like that, you get all the opportunity in the world to take the ball and run with it. And that's what they're letting me do, you know? So it's like I'm getting the freedom to do that. But also even in my matches, like I was explaining to you with the whole autograph thing, like I tried something completely different. Throw shit at the wall, like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, to feel now, but to feel that oh I can do that and you know what else man like in the so in one day I had, I, I was double duty on the second day so mm -hmm. I had a TV match I had a match on the uh, the live broadcast with the eight man tag when mm -hmm. me and Jeff Cobb had the confrontation yeah so I had those two matches and earlier on in the day we did a visit to uh, Las Vegas Fight Shop thank you by the way for the sweet merch um, and also but before that we did a visit to a, a kids hospital. You know? Oh, wow. So we got to go there for a few hours and we got to, you know, just do something good and positive. And it was like, I was looking at my day and like the night before we went out to Korean barbecue and dude, it was like the best. It was like, we're like half the rosters there and we're just like cooking our own food and grilling it, having a blast. Dude, it was the best. And then like say that morning you get up, we go to the kids hospital, you're doing, you feel like you're doing something good for, you know, for society and for the company as well. And it's like, and then go do double duty on the pay-per-view and it's like, man, I, I'm, you know, these, the wheels are turning. Like I'm like, I'm going, I feel like I'm contributing here. I feel like I'm making a difference. I feel like I'm learning. And also that Steve Austin philosophy, which is watch every match on the card. Yeah. That's what I've started doing. And I feel like my understanding of wrestling is just, because before I'm always so worried about my segment this and my segment that, whereas now I'm trying to watch everything. And I'm quite glad when I'm on early because I can just, I can absorb everything that's going on. And what I've started doing is when I'm on the plane, I get YouTube premium now. So I literally download, honestly, man, about 200 matches and segments and I watch them all on the plane. Jeez. See, before I was trying to explain to people, I did on uh, How to Become a Pro Wrestler yesterday, I explained that I didn't really watch wrestling for a few years because yeah. I was so, you know how it was, it was so stressful for me, you know, and it was just that like I needed an escape from it. So I wasn't watching it and therefore I felt like ideas weren't going off, whereas now ideas are, you know, that yeah. things are firing up and I feel like having, to me, like when I have a question, I usually, like right now, I'm going to to Jay Lethal or Jonathan Gresham. I feel like they're my mentors right now and I feel like they're just 
again, it's the matrix. Do you want the blue pill or the red pill? I feel like what do you want to know? Even just discussing stuff with those guys, it's just blowing my mind. Man. Just giving you a different perspective on things, yeah. like why why you would do things or where things should be or how things yeah. are. Like that, dude. See it in your See how you have like you know work life, personal life, like your your fitness, your um, like just if you break down your life into like you know six or seven different segments. If work mm-hmm. is one of them, my work is a ten right now, man. It's a ten. And I've that's never, rare. I've never been this happy. And that's hard to say about the professional wrestling business. Like we know it's a rough one. Like it can be. To but your... this, honestly, man, this is this. I'm, I'll tell you what's really annoying though is when fans, like, not I say fans, but like there are certain people online who tell me what business decisions I should be making. They go, oh, Henry should have done this or Henry uh. should have done that. It's like, trust me. I think I know what's best for my career. It's you know funny, I mean? like that's what I think I know where I want to work. You yeah, know? it's it's funny going back to what we were saying. I think it was like a few weeks back, where it was like maybe just after the Ring of Honor, and you announced it, the Ring of Honor stuff, and again, uh, the fans kind of you know stuff I'd seen anyway personally from what I'd seen, and it was kind of it's funny. Without when, going into detail, but yeah, it's funny when you're that close to a situation, and then you actually think, and then there's a lot of fans out there, and again, who think they know? They think they know. know. And in reality, it's like they don't actually know. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I'm, I want to make a distinction. I'm not talking about my fans. I'm talking about people who... Yeah, we're not talking tra- about... You wouldn't believe the amount of negativity online. But I'll tell you what's crazy, man. I've muted, I think, three or four accounts. Yeah. And it's all gone. And I oh, realize really? it's literally from... And they might even be troll accounts, man. Because you look at them and they've got like zero followers, one follower. Uh, could, and yeah. it's like, it could, yeah. So I've muted... I don't even block people. See if people just like try and bring negativity my way. I just mute them. Yeah, I never have to see it again. You don't have. Yeah, I started doing that, man, and it was like it felt great to take away yeah. things that I didn't want to see. Shit, I couldn't be seeing yeah. on my social media feeds, particularly in wrestling, because I stayed away from a lot of wrestling for a while. Because again, there was a lot of things I wasn't happy seeing, and then I just you, you just you mute certain things and you get yeah. rid of things that are negative, and you go, oh, you have to create your own. Environment. Actually, yeah, and it's like. That was something that I got I got nervous about when it came to coaching at our school because I was like I haven't had the best relationship with pro wrestling and I was nervous I was like how am I am I going to be able to take this from a a fair unbiased point of view and am I going to be able to give these guys what they deserve which is you know a proper look into the business and not me using my bias from the fact that I've went through and I'd be lying if I told you I've went through I haven't gone through periods of hating the business where I've literally stayed away from it for months at a time and said no, I actually have fallen out of love with this, and I hate this business. And yeah. it's and then there's other times where you get back in, and then you go. The coaching in particular is one where I've actually been like, God, this business is so fucking magical when it works. Yeah. You feel it's reignited your passion a little. Oh my god, yeah. Like it's it's like you you go into it and you're like, God, this. When you see when you get shit right and things are working and things are good, holy yeah. hell, this business is magical. You see people having a good time and it, see them learning, yeah. progressing. Like, dude, they, they, but that's they, that's part of having our oh. training schools. We can create the environment and we can make it as positive environment as possible. Even and we can try and protect the trainees from the negative sides of the business. That's what we've tried to do. Even being on certain shows around a certain but crop of people, like. We did some shows together uh, a, a, a wee while back, and it was like it, it, the difference in the environment was insane. Like yeah. you just when you've got a good crop of people there, they're all there for the same reason. Everyone's just having a laugh. It's like holy shit, yeah. When this when things are good and when things work, this business is so 
Oh, it's awesome, man. It's really awesome. I kind of end. I kind of. There's a part of me envies you in Ring of Honor, man. I quite like the sound of that environment, well, dude. That should be. That should be a goal for you. Yeah, I like the sound of that environment. Dude, to me, like, is what I imagined the dream to be. Yeah, that's. I can't, folks. If you've ever supported me in my career, and you know, I, I know you have, Dave. I really, I super appreciate it. But all the fans who have had my back and really helped me when. You know, like through the early Twitch days, and when oh god, you yeah. know, it was it was tough times, man. But my fans stuck by me, and without them, I couldn't have got to this point. Without the people supporting me, it's I couldn't true. Have got to this point. But now that I've got to this point, I want everyone listening to know that I'm I'm happy. You know, I'm in a good place, and it's it's. I don't want people to. It's not a bit like oh, I have to be a big star in wrestling to be happy. I just mean like I want my fans to know that I'm in an environment where I'm being treated well. I'm being treated well. Every time opportunities are there and I'm I'm seeing the world and I'm loving it and I'm just like, however long it lasts, I'm just gonna enjoy the hell out of it. Man. Every tour, every time you go over, like every time you're going over, you're just kinda telling me every time you like you, you, you keep sending me things and it's like, dude, I was in fucking Vegas. You're like, dude, check this shit I did and it's like this cool, like creative stuff where you're getting to be you and do you and it's like the business can be quite stifling at times and there's an awful lot of kind of red tape when it comes to the business, a lot of politics, a lot of things that stop you. And to see you, and you've had a lot of that. You've actually had quite a lot of that. You've experienced a lot of that where you've been creatively stifled. And to see you in an environment where you can flourish and do your yeah. thing, it's actually like, it's it's interesting. It's, it's kind of, again, like I say, it's igniting, it's reigniting my interest and my passion in the business to see you get to a place and be somewhere where you can be creatively, uh, have creative liberty and be yourself and kind of, yeah. you know, take the business for what you want it to yeah. be. It's crazy, man. It's it's it's, it's inspiring. It really is. I think uh, that'd be a time to the perfect time to wrap it up there. Boom. Right. So Again, thank you deep. for listening. If you're watching live, we appreciate it. Get all uh, let's uh, look at uh, some of the comments. All comments there. there. Uh, oh, we should have got to that earlier. I do apologize. Yeah, we people. did. I do apologize. Oh wow. Um, oh god. Everyone's go, yeah. contributing. Yeah. So um, we'll read these comments just now, but I just want to uh, thank everyone for their support as usual. Um, also want to thank the patrons as well. You know the drill, folks. It's patreon.com forward slash Joe Hendry. Oh, pardon me. Dave, oh my God. do you want to... Uh, I'm not even on a plane. Um, Dave, <laughs> do you want to... Uh, on a plane. Social media. You can get me on all social media at Dave Conrad UK. I will be posting about multiple different types of things. Send me questions, comments, suggestions, random stuff. Dave Conrad UK. There you go. And uh, you can catch me, Joe Hendry. Um, so it's at Joe Hendry on Instagram, at Joe Hendry on Twitter. Um, head over to hendryshop.com if you want to grab some merch. Or most importantly, patreon.com forward slash Joe Hendry. Thank you so much for your support, and we shall see you next time. Bye-bye.